do we contradict ourselves very often? Um, no. You seem like the only person that might know. No, I don't think so. I think you have your convictions. I don't think you're very, uh, I don't think you really mind who, uh, you know, who knows that you think that Goldfinger's Christmas EP fucking stinks. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, if you tell the truth every time, you never have to worry about contradicting yourself. And I think y'all tell the, tell some Scott truths. podcast i'm the one dressed like santa claus i'm jj loy and i'm joined by a jolly happy soul matt wixon uh that's us we it's christmas time still again uh jj what's going on with that radio station you used to be at i've been meaning to talk to you and like i i want to have like a radio rant real quick I, I actually I, I kind of wanted to like do that last week and I, I started like kind of like writing down some notes as like how I felt and I, I mm. did not even know where to like start or like what the I'm I'm kind of feeling conspiratorial and negative about it and so, um well, listeners will know you you've got a <laughs> lot of fans you were a, a longtime radio personality in St. Louis FM airwaves yeah uh yeah i did the i did the sky's the limit show after paul stark uh and uh did it for 11 years and i talk about it all the time on the on the show here uh uh is is my main perspective on 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 uh being choosy about ska was 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 that gig there you were on you were on the radio so long you had me on your show i think at some point you did you did a theme song well uh, i did do a a remix thing Yeah. yeah you were you were like you were in the blood in the blood of the show, for sure. That was the in the early roots of Hornpod, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was a community-based radio show. Like, all the DJs were like me. Nobody was getting paid. Everybody was doing it, like, one show a week for the fun of it, just to show off their love of their music, their genre. We did everything from, like, country. We had, like, six um, reggae shows. Um, just, like, killer stuff. And it was the kind of thing where, like, we, we do pledge drives and, and have everybody, like, call in and, and donate their money to keep the station going. And uh, some of that was grants. And then um, just a couple months ago, uh, DJs started being fired, like, and then others started striking because of the firings. And uh, it would seem it was just some pettiness at the top of the like board of directors but like they're also cutting off a lot of their own funding by doing this and so i really just don't see uh, an end game like i don't see why they're doing it uh but yeah everybody the whole community that that was supporting it is now trying to somehow save it even though it looks like these these evildoers uh, uh, i did air quotes there evildoers up top seem to have it kind of kind of locked up pretty tight like i i really think they've got it Got it done. Is it just some like some like some folks that are out of touch with how stuff was and what worked and what didn't, who are now just trying to squeeze money out of something that that wasn't really the point? Is that because it, it kind of seems like that from afar? Oh, I mean, I I had my problems uh, with with the with the with the director, um, but they were they were never major. I just kind of felt like she she wasn't a good listener, maybe, but like. Um, and it seemed like almost immediately after I left, suddenly it was like, well, she's uh, she did this racist thing and she um, made these sexually inappropriate advances towards this guy. And like I like it just seemed like yeah. suddenly suddenly she just was not all that great. But like everything, everything seemed I don't know. She's from the grassroots, I guess, is like she 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 was one of us. Like, it's not like she was like an outsider. But yeah, they they just seem to have they've changed a few key rules right at the last minute, and now they fired everybody. There just doesn't seem to be any like real recourse. 
If it's okay with you, can I read a post uh, from the Save KDHX 88-1 sure. group? Yes. Oh, man. I love this. Okay. All right. Holy cow. All right. This is... Uh, okay. It says, uh, what's often not appreciated about KDHX and kind of hard to understand, maybe, for people that don't listen regularly. I appreciate the DJ's expertise in their respective fields, and it does often open me up to something I wouldn't oh. have otherwise given the time of day. A great example from years ago is J.J. Loy and Ska's The Limit. I really don't know about Ska, but I could listen to that show for a week straight because of his persona and the way he talked about the music and the way it all flowed together so well. And I think a lot of listeners might have had a similar view regarding the KDHX DJs playing older music and more obscure music they weren't familiar with. Like... It's that, that kind of place uh, where J, where JJ's talents and and wit and wisdom are appreciated by the listeners. And now what do they got to show for themselves? Yeah, that hit me really hard when I first read that. Yeah. Also, uh, that's who you're fucking with when you fuck with Horn Pod. You're you that's <laughs> this is a man with a long legacy. <laughs> I try to put on a show that like if you dip in for 15 minutes, you might not hate the Scott you're hearing. And yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's awesome to hear. And, I, and yeah, like that, that goes for like a lot of styles that you think you might hate. Uh, KDHX would, would have the, uh, the real experts behind the wheel to like make sure it was the good stuff, you know? And now it's just a lot of fucking dead air. It's a lot of, um, I think Pandora, maybe, I don't know what the fuck's, what AI shit is running it. There's a few new hires that just like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what these people are doing there. <laughs> They're scabs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I personally, I, I personally can't relate to people who care a lot about a radio station. But obviously, yeah. there are people who care a lot about that radio station, and it just yeah. like knowing you, like, and seeing kind of from afar bits and pieces of what's going on. It's it's just very sad, and I'm sorry to see that 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 thing you were part of is kind of well. Despite my overall negativity for the station and the FM band in general. There are some positive movements. Just this week, a group of DJs and volunteers have filed a lawsuit to oust two of the current board members and install three new board members, some good guys. And this seems like the most uh, promising development in a few months. So hopefully the station will get back on track uh, if anybody out there is interested in learning more, um, I recommend just kind of kind of Googling uh, some of the more recent KDHX news stories, and uh, you'll get some some pretty solid reporting on the situation. But uh, yeah, how about how about that uh, last episode we did there, Matt? I liked it. I it was nice to have uh, <laughs> to have Jesse just singing songs to us, kind of kind of <laughs> surreal uh for something to just come up and he was just singing to us um but yeah like it was i was stoked that we got a little bit of how uh western standard time put their songs together that wasn't really like on my agenda but oh really that was kind of my but learning learning a little (laughs) bit about their arrangements and then like you threw in the rhythm doctors and just backdoored the whole history of the agrolytes into it like it was all very clever and i'm like we we did a good christmas episode and we also did like a good intro to the both of those groups but i think we did make uh a bit of a mistake and maybe um got called out for it should we do should we just jump right into listener feedback matt Listener feedback is a segment where you, the listener, get the chance to speak your mind, offer corrections, and otherwise join the conversation. If you want to submit feedback to the show, find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or leave a message on the Horn Pod hotline. Dial 16 Horn Pod 15 16 Horn Pod 15. Guess what? We've got some listener feedback. Right. Goes like beep. Hey, Christmas people. This is Sean McCabe. And you know I'm a doctor, but you might not know that I am a certified Christmas freak. And uh, it's a great episode. Love that. Love that Western Standard Time Christmas record. Uh, I mean, it's perfect. I just wanted to note a couple of um, a couple of tunes you may have overlooked. There's a couple of Boston's songs that are Christmassy. There's this time of year. But my preferred Boston's Christmas song is Jump Through the Hoops 
of quest, question the answer. And, you know, that's the, that's got the line, holidays are not for me, chop down the tree, they've got to be the worst. And it's just like such an adult, browbeaten holiday song, and I love it. It's really good. Also, that Dr. Ringding record, Once a Year, is a Christmas staple in the McCabe family house, and I don't think it should go overlooked canon-wise. You know, I understand uh, Aton and Jesse maybe weren't unfamiliar with it, and if two of the four don't know it, you're not going to throw it in the canon. But, you know, now that those guys are back in California, I think you should revisit that because it's got it all. You know, it's got the blue beat kind of swinging Scott. It's got jazzy Scott. It's got the rub-a-dub. It is top tier. And there's one album that uh, that I don't think you mentioned that I, I think you should pay close attention to, and it's by the Predator Dub All-Stars, A Very Dubby Christmas. That uh, that front to back, as well, is, is just top-notch. A staple in the McCabe family Christmas house. So uh, check out those Boston songs. Add that Dr. Ringding Christmas album to the canon, because you didn't put any in the canon. And listen to A Very Dubby Christmas, because it's fucking fire. All right. Merry Christmas. All right. So, uh, yeah, Sean Sean hit us uh, with I th- what I think is some truth, because uh, what, uh, uh, we made kind of a key mistake in producing the last episode. We made an assumption that our guests were experts in the field, and we were not. Like, we couldn't even reach a consensus, because we hadn't even all listened to the same stuff. And Yeah, Aton was Jewish, which, like, <laughs> obviously not his fault um jesse just doesn't he has not heard any of the same ska bands we have apparently unless they're like from before the 90s oh i don't know he knew gangster fun and i was pretty impressed with that but yeah we as a group were not able to reach uh any kind of consensus so matt and i decided to hold a quick emergency session of the horn pod cannon Yes, the Scott Cannon is a segment where we three Scott aficionados decide which albums will be accepted by all future Scott scholars. As key to shaping the ongoing definition of Scott, the Scott Cannon lives at hornpod.org. Tonight, we welcome that very caller, Sean McCabe from Rocky Sullivan's Side D, Bomb the Music Industry. Uh, many, many more musical projects, and a uh, self-proclaimed Christmas Scott expert. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Sean. Hello. Hi. Damn, Sean. You you made a call, and then we just brought you right in. You know, I've made a lot of calls before, but this was the first time there was such a quick turnaround and, and agreeing with me, because oftentimes <laughs> I've come to the the aid of my East Coast brethren where they failed to make the canon cut, and usually you are you still sore? Just, you're still sore about the Edna's goldfish, aren't you? Uh, Edna's goldfish hurt. That hurt, but yeah. you know, look, I grew up on New York <laughs> ska jazz ensemble too. That okay, uh, we we were a little bit harsh on very on harsh. That. That's fair. You know, you know, I tried, man. You know, I was the one gunning. I put them in the obvious Haitian fight song by New York Ska Jazz Ensemble. Doesn't get much better than that. You know, do they have any Christmas music, though? Uh, It's not on my radar. (laughs) If they did, maybe somebody will call up after this episode and correct me. Oh, I might be on that Moon Records one. We're going to. Yeah, I think they might be. Actually, you're right. But yeah, I think I think you were what, what you were really right about. What really hit me as as correct and true was that um, we we didn't give Canon uh, a fair shake, and we we needed a true Christmas Scott expert on to uh, to relitigate the possibility of, of one of these going into the Canon, huh? Yeah, I think that, and and in the episode uh, with with Jesse and Aton, I think you, what you got to the bottom was what they they came to this Christmas album from the vantage point of like crooners, you know, mm-hmm, like that mm-hmm. Sinatra era. And, you know, I, I love all those Christmas albums, you know, like the Christmas with Dino, the Dean Martin, 
the various Sinatra Christmas albums. Like, I think they were like, let's, let's make a Sinatra style Western Standard Time album. And at this, and while that was ha- happening, you know, it seemed like Christmas was on their mind. So that was where they came into, but they weren't, you know, hammering the MU330 Christmas album the way that, the way that I have, the way that my children have by virtue of me doing so. You're saying that their, their Christmas is probably a more classic traditional Christmas and they're not exposed to all of these. I don't know. I I still want to call them novelties and not as like a a way to dismiss them, but like, like holiday music is kind of a novelty. And I don't, I don't mean that as a negative, Um, but like there's, there's a lot of like modern Christmas records that are anything but traditional that are a lot of fun. And I, it feels like none of those are on Jesse's radar or Atan's radar. No, no. I mean, Jesse didn't know about MU three thirty, which I was, you know, surprised by it's, because MU three thirty is like looms so large in my, you know, youth well, and adulthood. Yes, but I mean, he he definitely came to ska from a totally different place than you and I did. I sure. believe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like Dan Podhas alone is like uh, a a celebrity. It seems preposterous that they haven't crossed paths by now. I, I really hope, and Jesse seems like such an open-minded fellow that mm-hmm. I hope he really digs into ME330 and just like, what a, what a rip that would be to like, it'd be amazing first hear them he be, now. If he became a huge ME330 fan. How could you not? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they're an incredible band. Uh, and I'm really curious what, what, what it would be like to discover ME330 in the now yeah like unstuck in time unstuck in time like you know the (laughs) slaughterhouse 330 oh yeah exactly all the way you know because that's in the context of the 90s i was kind of like yeah this makes sense like crab rangoon like weezer ska yeah of course this makes sense but now uh, i don't know it would be a little trippier So Sean, you you actually play a lot of uh, Christmas ska and reggae in the house, like uh, oh, yeah. seasonally, and like that's that's like legitimately you play it. Yeah, a lot, uh, November first, yeah, you know, like my my parents and my my sister they they come over for dinner like you know once or twice a week, and you know my dad doesn't like hearing the sounds of people chewing because you know we've all got our cross to bear, so he always <laughs> wants me to play play music and we have a lot of like overlap like he's he's like a 60s folk kind of guy but he loves traditional irish music and he likes reggae just yeah just november 1st i was started playing like i think i was playing like the western standard time album yeah but he said he said it's too soon it's too soon for this because he didn't hear he wasn't like you're playing ska he was like you're playing christmas music yeah so i mean play different ska and for at least (laughs) for a couple of weeks how many songs in was it before he realized it was Christmas? Because like the f- the first one is not a well known Christmas song. No, like, I I never heard it until then. And now I've gone back and listened to the Toots one, and I, you know, right. I love it. But um, but yeah, I mean, we got we got through Dominic the Donkey, which I was surprised about. I was kind of like looking around the table. Uh, <laughs> but it was like it was it was soon after that that I think he said something. Okay. He was like, "What is it? Did you were you familiar with Dominic the Donkey before? Oh, this I'm record? terribly familiar. I'm <laughs> from New York, and my wife's family is half Italian. So yeah, oh yeah, because right. it's not at all. It was I'd never heard that song before, and it seems like, but like I don't. I'm not Italian. I'm not in an Italian part of town. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I'm I'm basically like I'm like I've been I've been absorbed into an Italian family. But yeah. even even <laughs> before that, I. Uh, like for the for the Jimmy Doyle Christmas EP, one of the uh, there was discussion of doing Dominic the Donkey, but instead of Dominic the, it would be like Changity Chang, it's John de Dominici Changity Chang, <laughs> and he would be like grumpily playing bass. But I think he said he wouldn't play on it if we did that. So John de Dominici did not make did not make the cut. But oh yeah, that song I've known you know my whole life. 
So that's right. I forgot you guys did an EP. I remember the uh, the Christmas special, which was a lot of fun. Yeah, and the uh, the EP is just is just those those songs. Yeah, uh, okay. I did. But actually, yeah, that was a rip. I had meant to mention that in our show, and I do feel bad about not bringing that up because I thought that was a delight. Well, apologize to James Doyle because he's he's a sensitive boy, and uh, I'm sure he'll appreciate your Jimmy Doyle. I apologize for relegating your Christmas music to the second Christmas episode. Oh, while we're correcting, <laughs> mm-hmm. I did not properly stand up for uh, Blank Expression as a Christmas song. As soon as I dropped that into the episode, I realized um, Blank Expression starts with sleigh bells. Oh, yeah. I, He's mm-hmm. singing about snow. There's sleigh bells. Uh, end of discussion. No, that tracks. Song. I, 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 <laughs> I guess I, I didn't really that. like attend much to that song just in light of like it wasn't as salient to me in light of some of like the major bops on that record. But then mm-hmm. after the, the first of two or more Christmas episodes you've done, uh, it really, it really, I gave it like an honest listen and I was like, this sounds exactly like Christmas music. Yes. But like right out of the gates, it's, right. it's kind of like, I like there's a pocket of Christmas music and especially in some of these Christmas ska songs, that's like, you know, grown folks grappling with shit and it happens to be Christmas time. And I like that zone. Well, that's what makes it a lot of Christmas movies. I feel, you know? Yeah. Well, that was, that song's already in the canon, so we don't need to make any decisions. There's another, there's another Christmas song that's already in the canon. Yeah. What's that? It's uh, Ruben Anderson, and it's Christmas time again. And it was on that uh, Rocksteady, um, the fucking great comp. Um, put on your best dress. Oh, the Sonia yes. Pottinger. So there's a so- the last song. The last song on that is this mm. beautiful Rocksteady Christmas song by a fella named Ruben Anderson, and it's called Christmas right. Time Again already in the canon. Listen to the birds, how they sing Listen to the wind, how it's blowing. It's Christmas time again. Yes, it is Christmas time again. Listen to the bells, how they ring. Also, if I can offer a correction, um, turkey and stuffing, I mentioned last episode by Chris Murray. Uh, he made that song with Jeremy Pena and Ryan Scroggins, and um, and I, I gave somebody else credit, and I didn't. We, we said Colin Giles, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know how I screwed that up, but uh, we said nice things about Colin, so like yeah. you, you got those. Well, but <laughs> Ryan Scroggins is cool too. I love that. Yeah, um, yeah. I love his still stubborn, and so is stubborn. Jeremy Pena. Oh, for sure. Yeah, so shout out those fellas as well. I'm we, we a little messy. Those are both uh, Texas guys, right? Uh, originally, yeah. Don't mess with them. Don't You're messing me- with Texas. Let's try not to mess with them any God, further. We, we kind of did mess with Texas, and I don't feel <laughs> oh, I don't feel so great about that. <laughs> I'm guilty by association. <laughs> I say we let them go. So what other? What else is on your Christmas radar? Um, so uh, the Trojans. The premier uh, Gaelic ska band on their album Gaelic ska. They have a couple of Gaelic ska Christmas albums. Brave Bells being one of them. There's starts with a little like bagpipey cadence to arms, and then it gets it, it seamlessly works into uh, Jingle Bells. And they do Old Lang Sign on that record too. And I love the Trojans because, you know, why wouldn't I? It's Celtic music, it's ska, yeah. it's like late 80s. It's great. It's a little sloppy and jangly. It's perfect. Yeah, it's kind of loosey goosey indie rock almost, but it's very ska. Like it, but like just the presentation of it is, yeah. It's, it's righteous. Um, 
So that's it. They, the Trojans are there. Uh, I believe in uh, my voicemail, I mentioned those Boss Tones songs. Um, I don't really have much else to say about those two songs, aside from what I said in the voicemail. You know, you got this time of year, which is kind of like, I love being around you guys for Christmas, and then jump through the hoops, which is like, my life shits. Oh, and now it's Christmas time. My life still shits. And <laughs> just as a 39-year-old, I just like that. I like that energy. So yeah, you know, that's the Boston's. Um, maybe the Defiant will have some choice Christmas <laughs> anti-vax anthems that we could get behind. But until then, we're just left with the Boston's Christmas songs, <laughs> the two or three of them. It's um, going to be called the flu every year. I don't think so. Mask this. <laughs> Predator Dub Assassins. That album. A very dubby Christmas. That to me is a major groove. Kind of a weird one, but I don't. I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't listen don't, to it often, but I, don't I hate do. It. That's one that's like once you know it's on you know on Christmas Eve when everybody's like distracted, and that's when I hammer a very dubby Christmas because nobody's <laughs> turning around. Like, what is this? And it's so good. Uh, yeah. The their version of uh, Little Drummer Boy reminds me of like the Q Max era slackers. It's just like. It's just a major bop. I that is a that is a Christmas song I can't stand in any form. There's a couple Christmas tunes that I really I can't abide. Little Drummer Boy, Twelve Days of Christmas. It, it just like they're they're so repetitive and so long. Now, and if someone's singing it in front of you, it's so fucking awkward. Now, <laughs> uh, a, de- a dear friend of mine, I, I guess I have a soft spot for Little Drummer Boy because her grandfather had something to do with the writing, the composition, or the, you know, putting together that song. And that friend is Laura Stevenson. And her grandfather, Harry Simeon. Yeah, Harry Simeon was her grandpa. And he was, like, a really renowned, like, composer and, like, instructor. And he had something to do with that song. So, yeah. Interesting. Tell her I hate it. I won't. (laughs) But, uh, but Predator, dub. Uh, Predator Dub Assassins do a great fun version of it. I also really liked the Real Big Fish version of it. The Lickle Drumming Boy. fine. But you know what? Well, you let know me what explain the... that to you though. Like, okay, so Lickle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I didn't understand. Um, but you know <laughs> the difference is like if you listen to that song and then you listen to like the that old Scatolites Jingle Bells with Prince Buster that I never heard until your yeah your previous Christmas album. Like Real Big Fish are trying so hard to play traditional ska very well, and they do a good job. But it is like tight, you know. It's like really tight yeah. and snappy. And then you listen to the Scatolites with their Jingle Bells, and it looks like they just like rolled out of bed and they're in their <laughs> Christmas pajamas, and you know somebody's got a Lloyd Debs got a Santa hat. It's kind of fall off his head. And they just like effortless, effortlessly just like just nail the yeah. the vibe. So it's like, you know, they really you know while we're claiming songs in the canon that are Christmas songs already, and songs that are not obviously Christmas songs, but like might technically be Christmas songs. I'm gonna say Recca Poom Poom by Prince Buster. <laughs> Uh, being based on Little Drummer Boy is technically yeah. a Christmas song. I suppose you're right. And 
and it's in the canon already? It's it's on the fabulous hits that we put in the canon. <laughs> I hope Harry Simeon heard it and had an open mind and enjoyed it. So. Well, when we put together our Hornpod Christmas playlist, we'll definitely not put Recca Boom Boom as the first song. <laughs> well, here's the here's Get it the, to be like the seventh song, so when people are distracted... Yeah, you got to sneak it in. You got to ease... My dad won't like make me turn it off. If it's yeah. too early on in the playlist, you hear a couple other reggae things. You get used to the reggae, and then you hear that you're like, "It's just reggae." You hear the melody, you're like, "It's fine." All right. So th- that was a big one that I that I needed to call up on. A very dubby Christmas because um, it's it's got that snappy like Q Maxi ska, but then you know they you know they they give you real real s- slow dubby groove with um, you know God rest you merry gentlemen. You know that's that's great. That to me is is top tier. And that is regularly spun in the suburban McCabe household. Um, <laughs> Slow Gherkin's got some Christmas hits. Uh, Slow Gherkin, uh, you know, shed some skin. Their favorite, their their best song. It starts with "It's Christmas time in Gay Perry." <laughs> Boom, Christmas. Um, Bomb the music industry played it. Their cover is very good. I I wasn't on it. I must. That's uh, why. That's why it's. Yeah, I, I'll check my spam folder. I must have missed that recording session. I didn't even know they did it until like a year ago, and I was like, "This is." And John was like, "Oh yeah, that was really great." It's like, thanks for the invite. Coincidentally, I didn't check my email, and I missed the recording session for Jimmy Doyle's "Bomb the Music Industry" tribute song. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Um, but I he he had me tickle the ivories on that. So, uh, so yeah, and then Slow Gherkin does have a, a, a Happy Holidays from Slow Gherkin, and they do a, there's two songs on it. One of them is Christmas Rapping, which is always a nice song. <laughs> they do a pretty, pretty faithful version of it. You know, they didn't put in, like, skanks and haps, yeah. and I respect them for that. And there's you another song. You don't have to. You're still just yeah, a just band. It. Yeah, they just played it. It was good. And, uh... I mean, I could just talk about how great I think that MU330 Winter Wonderland album is. I mean, yeah. What, I mean, we talked about it. I think, I think JJ and I both are on the record. We love this record. Just I think the album is great because it has, you know, some of the traditional songs, some original songs, some kind of jokey songs, some songs where, you know, that last song that, you know, Jerry just kind of narrates and you think oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, this yeah. is this is going to be funny because Jerry's like a big, strong guy. And like when he would sing, uh, you know, some kind of novelty covers live. But then it's like this really heartfelt, like, even though we didn't have much for Christmas, we still gave to each other and gave to others. and we look back on it so fondly and right when I'm like, Oh shit, this is kind of moving. Dan Pothead starts singing my favorite Christmas song, which is Oh Holy Night. And I'm like having this moment to yeah. ME 330 and it's mm, Christmas yeah. time and I'm feeling myself, but. Well, no, I, was, I think even the, uh, some of the love songs are, are actually really, really sweet. They, um, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really heartfelt record. I think, um, all 30 minutes. Of it. Yeah. It's not like a joke. It wasn't yeah. like, let's do this goofy ass Christmas punk record. Like it's great. It's, yeah, it's yeah. really great. There's two MU three thirties. There's the Trump's on parade MU three thirties. But then when that singer left and then Dan just fully assumed singing responsibilities and then they got Jerry on trombone. Like that to me, like is a different, they kind of yeah. become a different band and yeah. with like a different, and I, I really think they found themselves. Maybe I'm biased. Cause that's like when I saw them and those are the records that I really had in high school. But I really think that's their, the unique band that stands apart from the other kind of, you know, 90 Scott punk band. And and one of the album and and Ultra Panic didn't get into the canon. I and feel like at that have. point JJ was wrong on that. I, he might have been, but I feel like at that point they they kind of settled into being like a really great ska punk band with great songs. But if we like go back a little bit, like right when they made that shift to the band that they become, Crab Rangoon mm-hmm. 
which was just like Dan Podias was clearly listening to too much Pinkerton and, you know, God bless him for it because that's like, like Pinkerton ska and not in a contrived way. Like you could tell he was like, well, I'm in a ska band, but these are the songs and the chords and like the weird melodies that I'm going, that are going to come from me right now. And on that record, there is a song called Xmas Chord and it's really good. album i love um you know not just because it has a song a, a very weird song about ireland that i covered but uh but every like neighbor is like you know what's a catchier song than that i mean it's just there's so many you know comes out of the gates to me uh to me out or up or whatever but yeah. i think that i think that there is also another, a very good mu330 record there's no I, doubt about and, that and I think it, there's no other records that sound like that. Like no other bands were like, let me do this. Or if they did, it wasn't great. And I think that if another MU330 record were to go in the canon, as much as I like Winter Wonderland, I think Crab Rangoon, which also has a Christmas song on it, really like it's in the NPR pop canon, I believe. I think oh. I saw something about that a couple of years ago. Uh, yeah, I think that is a to really understand. What? what yeah, wasn't Crab Rangoon one of those that was like, um, uh, kind of like uh, we should all take another look at it? Kind of. I don't even. I don't think you talked about it. I think that you you were like me three. We're going to talk about me three thirty. What's going to the canon? I I'm remembering now. It it was an episode of um, Bullseye with Jesse Thorne had um had the indefensive ska guy on and he and he chose that as a as a uh, third wave record that should be uh, reevaluated. Well, I think yeah. and I think that he got it into the NPR pop canon because I think they asked him. That's probably because yeah, Bullseye's on NPR. Yeah. Yeah, they asked him and he was like, "What about this Operation Ivy record?" And they were like, nah. It's like, all right, what about this weird fucking Weezery MU330 album? They're like, yeah, this is Pop Cannon for sure. It's, wow. got, it's got another angle. I like that that was the second There's choice. more going on. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't like Operation Ivy? How about the weirdest MU330 album? Yeah, it's not, <laughs> like, not, yeah. It's not Tragic Kingdom or like, you know, let's face Sublime, it. It's self-titled. Anyway, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know why, if we're canonizing right now, but. Why did we never uh uh, get unity on Crab Rangoon. I know. I know why I was it. never that into Ultra Panic, but you didn't um, talk about it. You talked about those two MU330 albums. Okay, and one and the JJ pick made it in, and the Wix pick was jilted, except for one song with the Hey Now Hey Now off Ultra Panic that got in by virtue of one of the comps that you put into the canon. So one Look song, at this fucking canon scholar over I'm, here. I'm Holy serious. Cow. Was it? I'm still standing. Probably because there's a million songs of that. So yeah. odds are um, it's that right, one. Matt's making a face at Crab Rangoon, though. No, I like Crab Rangoon a lot. Okay, okay. Actually, yeah. do you want to put Crab Rangoon in the canon? <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm all about it. <laughs> Fuck is that, yeah! Is that three votes? Three hard votes. Yeah. All right, Crab Rangoon is in the canon. <laughs> I feel Holy psyched. <laughs> I, I'm really psyched about that. That was my that was my objective. There you go. For coming on, it's, it's bringing sneaking, a dark horse in here. That one. <laughs> but then I suppose we should talk, revisit um, uh, Doctor Rengding once a year. It's a very nice Christmas record. I was blown away at how solid and well-rounded it. Like you said, like you said on your voicemail, just like it hits a lot of, a lot of bases. 
Yeah, like I I can't I can't figure out what my favorite song is on it. And they're all so different. Like I'm like, oh, this Doompa ska is this is as good a traditional ska song as you'll hear. And then right after that is Petit Papa Noel. And I'm like, am I falling madly in love with this French song? I don't know what he's saying, but I like it. He's such a ridiculously versatile guy that can just nail anything like like imitate pitch perfect yeah like and then because yeah because then he does the one after that is rubber dub santa and then one yeah. after i heard that i was like oh fuck yeah <laughs> this is crazy it's so like that sh- that song shouldn't work because it's like <laughs> it should be so like goofy and it cringy, cringy but it's like right. i picture i'm picturing santa claus and I'm picturing Ringding, and I'm and I'm yeah. smiling, and like that'll that'll bring the house down. It's cornier than I'd like to admit. I think is great. But like, don't honest. smile. <laughs> Listen to Rub It Up Santa and try not to smile. And if you don't, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to you, but there's help. Yeah, <clears throat> he's definitely a showman. Um, so well, yeah, so uh, I think it's a great record. I think it's definitely if you're gonna play some Christmas ska. Uh, you're you're gonna want to hit that record. Now that I've heard it, like there's no going back. That's like it's there's some heavy hitters on there. Yeah, that's that's in the rotation. Um, uh, is it is it canon? Well, I don't know, that. I don't know about that. It's also kind of recent. It's eight okay. years old. My yeah, my Apple Music that I still get a student discount on here says uh 2015. Yeah. So um, but the Slacker self titled was 2016. And that's in there. That's fair. I was gonna. I was just standard about to say, times I, in I, there. I was just about to say it doesn't exclude it. Christmas music is timeless, you know. I this record could have could have could have come out like twenty years ago. It could come out twenty years from now, and it could sound exactly the same. Look, this is if we're gonna put like Christmas albums, Christmas albums in the canon. We can't. It's not going to be just this one. To be clear. Uh, all right. What do you What do you think in there? What, what's, um, what's your mindset? That, that said, it's that your Slayer vibe. You know. That said, man, if we're if if we're talking yes or no on once a year, it's very new. But like, I mean, it's this is definitely one of the ones that's in rotation. If if, if I'm going to come back to this, if I'm coming back to this every Christmas, that means it's part of the Christmas Scott canon, doesn't it? Yeah. Or. Otherwise, in eight years from now, you're going to be like, this is, you know, common law married into the <laughs> Scott Cannon. So either way, it's getting in there. We're going to get an, give it an honorary can spot or something. Lifetime achievement canon. Yeah, that's it. Like, we should have done this years ago, but <laughs> here's, here you go, Sydney Lumet. We, we, we might as well not fuck around, right? Like, let's, let's be on the right side of history. I'm going to say yes. Once a year by Dr. Ringding goes in. We were bummed nothing went in, so something should go in. Let's let's put in let's put in the doctor's uh, excellent Christmas record. Loving this. Uh what what label is that on? Do we have that at hand or did I Pork Pie slash Gecko Rex is what Apple is saying. Good enough for me. And while we're at it, I want to put Winter Wonderland by ME three thirty in the canon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Like as far as like this is the ska punk Christmas record in my opinion. Like yeah, it's not this, stupid. It's heartfelt. It's fast and dirty at times, but yeah, it's always it's, great. It's got speed. It's got jokes. It's clever, but it's also it's original real. enough too. It's also real, and like yeah, th- like it's this is one of this is one of the ones, man. Yeah, I I I have no shame playing that record. To mixed company, I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is angels we have heard on high, fast and loud and distorted. Yeah. Like, that's something that I would have tried to do in high school and I would have failed miserably. And they're just <laughs> nailing it. Um, all right, so if we're relitigating all of this, uh, do we need to talk about Strange Manor? I just Ooh. don't know enough about it. Interesting. I, I, right. Some some expert. Yeah, some expert. I'm sorry, it's not a. <laughs> I, I never heard I mean, of it. I liked. I like the special Z song that you played during the episode. I liked that a whole lot. Yeah. That was yeah. great. With like the kind of Roddy Radiation style guitaring, and I mean that that tune. That well, I do, I do, I do think you if you like that, you'd, you'd probably like a lot more of it because it's they they really they're really great impressionists. Yeah, it's only it's only on Bandcamp. 
It's all yeah, strictly Bandcamp because okay. like it's all it's all covers, I think. Um, so they didn't bother wise. You could them. yeah, but you could stream on the big streamies, just not have it purchasable in iTunes, and you're fine. Maybe someone should tell them that. Maybe I will. Maybe you will. <laughs> so I mean, so JJ, if we're talking like Strange Manor, I think is like I mean, it's not all ska. Um, but it's Scott, it's Scott enough. And like, these are, these are some of the ones that are like good stuff. Nonetheless, great stuff. Nonetheless. I mean, I can't, I can't, can't recommend them enough, but like, I don't know where they listen. Maybe it doesn't, maybe it doesn't go here. Well, as long as my two got in, that's all that I care about. (laughs) Cause it's all about me. Was it just MUC 30 and ring ding? Uh, I mean, I predator, predator dub assassins is, is it for me? If it doesn't land with with you all the same way, then I'm you know I'm not going to push. I don't think it belongs. I think it would be a weird place in this in the canon in general. Well, I think I, if, you, if you wanted others. to if you wanted to ambush us with this stuff, you should have pushed a little harder for us to listen to this. I'll recommend you this. It. I've I've heard it, but I would have listened. Like I didn't listen, listen. Like you know what I mean. And I I could have listened better. That said. I didn't want. I didn't care okay. to. It's, it's. I love it. It's. And, uh, it's it didn't grab you. I didn't grab me. All right. Well, there's a lot of hurt feelings in the room right now, guys. Oh, I'm. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'm celebrating the two MU330 records and uh, the Good Doctor Ring Ding. So should we? Um, what about the Goldfinger EP? No, I think you had it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, how about how crazy would this be? I feel like the Western Standard Time Christmas album could be canon, even though it's a, literally weeks old. <laughs> I'm I'm comfortable with that. Like I I can't imagine not listening to this regularly for the rest of my life. <laughs> right, like it feels that timeless, doesn't it? Yeah, like absolutely. It, it see, it would be insane for us to do this for like a different album that wasn't like a holiday record. Yeah, we're you're not coming back to this. You've had two Christmas episodes because now. You're no, you're right. Um, but like holiday, like but holiday music has like its time and its place annually, and I feel like there's different standards than for just Christmas music, or than for just music, just ska music. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm very comfortable with uh, Bluebeat Christmas getting in. Is that what you want to do, Matt? You want to put it in the canon? Rich now? would give us so much shit. Rich Krako would give us so much shit for putting a third western standard time record in the canon <laughs> am i hearing that it's a yes from you too from both of it's you a yes for me but again i'm not gonna like i'm going to be playing this record every year all right you're hesitant matt i'm a little hesitant yeah i think maybe if you had stronger feelings but i i don't have those strong feelings myself <laughs> i think it, i just wanted to consider it i don't i can't say okay. i can't say yes i did want to <laughs> it's bring not it up. It's not rejected. It's not going to go on my horn pod, Scott Cannon rejects. It's just in consideration for a little while. <laughs> no, it's it's too too soon to consider. No, like soon. with Plague Doctor, when you were talking about the Dave Hilliard records, you know that yeah. that's as good as it gets. But it was very new, so you right. you know put in some older ones first. Right. You know, play time. That that was sensible. It's fun to think about stuff sometimes. How dare you know, quote ourselves back to us? Dude, how, dare you, how dare you quoting. reference precedent? I know. I'll APA cited as well. Good memory on you, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's doctor in the house. Hey, Sean, anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, let me plug and then I got to go put some children to bed. Um, <laughs> Rocky Sullivan PsyD. That's PSY.D. We got a couple of singles out from our forthcoming records. Got a lot of sick features from people in my past from Bomb the Music Industry and ASOB and The Fad. And uh, yeah, it's a Sky record. You know, there's some Irish stuff that percolates through, but it is, you know, I, I, I kind of like tapped on many different branches of, of the Sky. Uh, kind of WandaVision, the Marvel show kind of influenced me because when she's kind of like running away from her trauma by going to like 
the 50s and then the 60s and then the 70s and then the 80s. I kind of did the same thing. It's very like right. bereavement and trauma-y. But so I'm like, oh, Mento and Tradska and a little two-tone and some kind of like 80s untouchables, like, you know, soul stomping and plenty of Scott Punk. Um, and, you know, Laptop Scott, you know, there's a very bomby tune in there. But then it, it kind of like regresses back to like Irish punk. And that's like me having to deal with the trauma in the here and now. So I God, think it's a whole theme to it. Huh? Yeah, I'm pretty excited. We've been working on it for years and I think it's I think it's going to be great. It's and just I getting, play on this. You, you, know, say. you play on it. You play on like the the dub core bagpipe like creature song. Yeah. Um, and when's that out? I'm hoping January. Okay. Hell yeah. But there's, like I said, there's a couple of singles. So just search your streamy guys for Rocky Sullivan side D and we'll get some stuff. And then the, uh, we were on a bomb, the music industry tribute this summer. So I paid tribute to myself (laughs) and, um, the still stubborn volume one is still, you know, one of my favorite things that we were a part of. I was very psyched to be on that. So thanks Matt. But yeah, yeah, so more, more to come. And let's not forget that you're playing on the new Jimmy Doyle project called Be Decent. Me and Django talked about your song. Like, I, t- I think I told you this, but like, I was like, dude, I really fuck with this song. Like, I don't I don't know oh, if you boy. like it. He's like, no, like, I don't I don't know what it is, but like, I like this. Like, I, I, I hear it. Like, I get it. I'm like, no shit. I appreciate that. No, Django is, you know, he's he's he likes the punk and he's very open minded. Yeah, we we played with Django in July. It was the time of my life. It was great. He's also just like a really sour dude. He he doesn't give a lot of compliments. I guess I'm trying to say. And he's like, um, like yours yours was one that he specifically complimented, and that I was like, um, oh, that's really that's really cool. It's it's nice. touch it's touching. You know, I've been a yeah. lifelong Django fan, so I love that. Love being part of it. Love getting complimented. So um, so yeah, music. It's fun. Music. Five stars. <laughs> five stars and you don't have to make a living off of it would do yeah all right we'll let you go thanks for doing this with us thank you for um thank you for having me on i mean i obviously am a big fan of the horn pod as you could tell by <laughs> my well you can call in every time we can't we can't guarantee an invite that's fine but i'll see you in march for the saint patrick's day episode okay merry christmas did well in school you know This concludes another episode of Horn Pod. If you like this kind of thing, maybe tell your friends. Help us become the world's top ska podcast by leaving a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. But more than anything, please just keep coming back for another episode of Horn Pod. Love it. Thanks, Matt. Thank you, JJ. Bye. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. (laughs) Oh, man.